Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mama's, a non-profit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken, and I am your host today. And I have a returning guest, Christine, from last week. I'm so glad you came back. (laughs) Yeah, it was great to see you again. (laughs) She's going to be sharing um, some of her stories from Italy that she went to this year 2023 and her misadventures there. So um, her last episode was on in Tuscany. Yes. And some... Some worm-filled hot springs. (laughs) So today she's going to be sharing stories um, from Venice, so the classic Venice and mishaps there. But before we get into that, um, you were married to your hubby for seven years. Yes. Um, yes. So we've been married for seven years. We met when we were younger, and we have two dogs um, that we love very much, and we live in Salt Lake area. Area. So yeah, that's that's our that's what we do. Uh, I'm in marketing and, and I also do photography and my husband does uh, video and film. And gosh, we just love everything, all things creative. We do a lot of weddings and I think it's because Utah is kind of a We do have a lot of people getting married we here. We have a lot of young people getting young married. people getting married here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what got him into it originally was friends getting married or you know, that sort of thing. And now that's what he loves doing. And yeah, we love it. We're we're just living in our creative, trying to make the most of being creative. And we enjoy I feel like so trying much. to make a, a living with the creative arts, like video, film, that. Yeah, it can be a little tricky. Like you just have to find your niche. Like there's places out yeah. there to that you can make it. And I think, I think you guys are doing an awesome job. I think what's hard too is even if you find the group of people or, or whatever you're like whatever um, you do, whether it's weddings or editorial or commercial or whatever you're doing, and even with art, like the type of art that you're doing, once you find that rhythm, even then, I think for me and probably a lot of creatives out there, the battle is the client not understanding the amount of time and work and how it works, right. I guess. So it's- for example, someone had a bad spray tan at their wedding and now they want the video to completely be edited to sh- change their skin color because it's, you know, they can do that at, on Instagram or, you know, they, right. they but yeah, there's little things like that where you think, gosh, it's hard to work with a client who doesn't understand the work, mm-hmm. like, like how, how it would work, if that makes sense. How many hours that would take. Yes. <laughs> like it's and not it's just a click. It's, and it's not just a, yeah. And it's not just a, oh, let me just, you know, add more. T- it's, it's more of, no, I don't think you realize <laughs> how hard this is. <laughs> How much, tr- yeah, how tricky oh. this is. Yeah. So I think that's a struggle that I have working as well in the creative field is being asked by people who don't work in creative field to do X, Y, and Z. That are just, yeah, And not knowing how hard some things are. So you said a fun <gasps> fact about you was. Oh, yes. Um. So I was telling Emily before this, I just, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way, too, because they keep coming out with seasons. But I really love the Great British Bake Off. I think it is an incredible, I don't know, I think it's an incredible gem of a show that we should all really appreciate. I agree. Um, I love it so much. But I really love British accents and baking. And when I discovered the Great British Baking Show many years ago, I, you know, thought this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> And so now every show that's even remotely similar to a British accent, I'll take Australian accent too, um, and they're baking. 
I'm all for it. I <laughs> love that so much. You're like any cooking baking. with an accent. Yes. I'm on it. <laughs> I think it's also because they're so friendly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the American shows, uh, when they bake, it's more of a competitive you know, me versus you. We're so competitive in our show. Yeah. Oh, it's a no. Yeah, I think it's annoying. I, I don't really, know. It's hard to watch. It's it not relaxing. Hard. No. And I feel like <laughs> it's funny, those little subtitles that you get on Netflix for British baking shows, like, like feel good, relaxing. You know, you're not going to yeah. get that from Hell's Kitchen. So, no. yeah, I no. hear you. In fact, there's another show. So I feel like it's like British Baking Show versus Hell's Kitchen. That's like, you know, yeah. British versus U.S. My husband and I found a show called race across the world and it's the canadian version of amazing race which is super funny because everyone's like amazing race is so american and so competitive and i still love it but race across the world's like super chill like we're just kind of we're gonna get there when we get there but it's not all the drama and everything so i feel like that's the way things should be (laughs) i don't want people yelling at me when i'm you know when you've worked a long day or something yeah i just want people to just be happy and be baking things or going on adventures as Canadians across the United States. Yeah, I know. It's Yeah, and just relax. It's okay. We already that. have enough stress. Yeah, give me the little B-roll of the sheep grazing and <laughs> the frosting up close. I, lo- I want to see all that stuff. Yeah. So this year, it's when you um, went on this trip to Italy with our brother-in-law who leads groups every year. And he's fantastic. And you had mentioned in the last episode that you guys kind of like to do your own thing in tandem with, like, with with his tour that he was doing. Yes. And kind of finding your own cool way. So when you guys were all in Venice, I mean, Venice is, I feel like, the top three places to see in Italy. Yes. You know, you've got Rome, Venice, Florence, like, you've got a seal. Had you been to Venice before? No. So this was our very first time in Italy ever. Okay. So everything was brand new. Because Venice is... To paint the picture, of course, it's the canal city, so it's like water roads um, everywhere. If you had to walk somewhere, you can, there's bridges and stuff, but really it's like the water city. And they have the gondolas and all the pretty singing. And so it's usually like a super magical. I've been in, to Venice in the winter, I think February, whenever they have the Carnivale, like the original oh, one yeah. where everyone dresses up in masks and, and St. Mark's Square wow. and does all the things. And like, yeah, it was pretty awesome. I feel like there's no bad time to go there. So you guys were there in the spring, right? April, May-ish. Yeah, yeah. We were there in May. Mm-hmm. End of May, early June. Oh, perfect. Somewhere around there is really Oh, we that's were. just as everything is gorgeous yes. there. So kind of tell the story of, of your mishaps and adventures. <laughs> yeah. So it was our very first time. Like I said, we'd never been to Italy before. I had low expectations because... I hear so many people say, if you've seen it once, you've seen it with Venice. Mm -hmm. And I tried to think, okay, well, I'm not going to, you know, think it's super incredible. And I was just blown away by Venice. I I just thought this place is so much more than I could have imagined. So it did help that I had low expectations. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's true. And I ended up really loving it. We stayed in Venice at an Airbnb Because I wanted to be in a central location and not travel back and forth. Because I know a lot of people, especially people who work in Venice, uh, will commute. And talking to our brother-in-law, Kurt, he said, you want to stay in Venice. Don't be somebody who saves money. Like, even if it saves money, you want to be as central as you can. But in a quiet area of Venice. So we were, Mm -hmm. I guess if I'm looking at a map, it would be the southeast end of Venice. Uh, It was where we stayed 
And it was, uh, we love to wake up for sunrise and take pictures. And I really wanted a picture on a bridge um, in Venice. Um, and my husband would be the photographer and I would be in a dress, the whole thing. So I got ready that morning, did my hair, makeup, uh, got dressed. And of course, no one wants to do that at 3 a.m. or whatever time <laughs> it was. But You guys are hardcore. It's, yeah, it's rough though. So yeah, anyways, <laughs> we are hardcore, but it's not fun. The suffering, there is some suffering that goes into it. Just waking up early, being really frigid cold, it being dark, you know. So we walk out, the sun hasn't risen yet. But even though it was June, it was still very cold because it had been very rainy all night. And it was still rainy when we left the place. And so I have very naturally, you know, frizzy, curly hair. And so as soon as moisture, there's an ounce of moisture, it just frizzes up. Which is always a bummer when you spend an hour curling your hair. Right. But anyways, so we we get out and my hair is already growing. And I'm like, we got to take this picture real soon. So we we walk over to where the bridge is. We're walking in that direction. And I love how the rain looks on the canal. It just sets this beautiful scene. And I think I'm going to film some video on my phone of the rainwater on the canal. But uh, phones can only get so close with so much detail. And I thought, well, I'll just get a little closer. So um, I'm next to this canal. And we're in, we're in central Venice at this point, like on one of the main areas. And um, it's still really early in the morning. There's barely people walking around, just a few people here and there. And I get really close up. And to the what, like the canal? To the actual canal, trying to get a little video of the rain on the canal. And immediately I slip right in. And it is... It, like your whole body goes whole into the body canal? slips right into the canal. <laughs> oh, no. And it really is, I'd heard people say, don't get too close because it is very, very slippery because the canal will rise and fall in the, you know, it's, it leaves that kind of like gummy, oh, yeah. you know like what it is, like algae slime. slime. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'd slipped on was some like wet algae. It just slipped. I slipped right in. <laughs> oh no. And I can't swim, unfortunately. And so I am. What? I didn't know this. I mean, I, I feel like I can kind of dog paddle. Yeah, you like British water. I can, um, I can, I can survival swim, <laughs> where, but only for a short amount of time, and then I run out of energy and I drown. So <laughs> I can't really. But so I go into instant panic because I have had trauma, a lot of traumatizing experiences at this point in my life with water and me falling into deep water. And so I do have a little bit of trauma when it comes to uh, falling into water, not knowing how deep it is, all that stuff. Yeah. So I immediately kind of panic because you don't know how deep the canal is. Even though it's a beautiful city, the canal is what I can only describe as the color of like murky brown water. It's not pretty. Yeah, it's you can't see the bottom. Really gross. Yeah, if you, <laughs> it's really like a brown, at least when we went, it was like a brown murky. Oh, and there's trash in it always. It's not mm-hmm. like even just walking around, you see things dead in it, trash floating in it, cigarettes oh, in it all the time. Right. Ugh. It's, I mean, it's beautiful for pictures on the boat, but if you're in it, <laughs> it's not as beautiful. So physically being in it, I panic and it's up to my ears. So it is, so I I have to tilt my head up to, you know, obviously to be above the water, but I can't really swim. So my, and you're not touching the bottom. My tiptoes are. So it's it's right up to my ears with me touching the bottom, Uh but falling in, I didn't know that. So I panicked. (laughs) 
And you're probably in a beautiful dress. I or... am. I'm in this floor-length yellow gown <laughs> with my hair had been done. And <laughs> at this point, the ma- the mascara is doing, you know, it's, it's, it's the black tears from the mascara. And <laughs> the hair is all, you know, drenched and everything. And um, when I had fallen in, instinctively, I panicked to try to grab back on. Uh-huh. And so I had cu- cut up my entire leg. And my toe along the along the rocky surface of the canal, which is rocks and and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm bleeding, mascaras, <laughs> mascaras all over my face, and I'm just in a panic. And in this moment, my husband jumps in, and <laughs> um, instinctively he's trying to help me because I what happens is I can't get out. Right. So because it's so slippery, my fingers like I can't get a grip, and the mm-hmm. stairs that lead into the canal are probably up to my neck or somewhere around there. Uh-huh. So you have to really hoist yourself to well, the get The bottom out. of the stairs or at your neck. Yeah, like the bottom of the stairs that they take. Like you'll step on the two stairs to get into the boat. Mm-hmm. Those stairs. So it's not yeah. like they're meant to go very far. So I'm trying to grip onto the lowest point to get back onto the surface, which is the bottom of these stairs. But they're still pretty high. And so... <laughs> It's one of those moments where you watch your fingers just gripping onto nothing and you keep, you're just, <laughs> like, just like, like scrambling and scratching, scratch, scratching the side of the oh wall. I really am. And so my husband is pushing me from behind and trying to hoist me up. And this, this Italian man who is 1000% Italian, he definitely works in Venice. He has a cigarette out of the side of his mouth and you can tell that <laughs> he's just so annoyed he, he's some, I think he's like 40 something, 50 something. He wanders over and he puts, reaches out his hand and I'm able to grab onto his hand as well. He's like, this happens all the time. But it felt so <laughs> embarrassing because you think we look Aww. what we, you know, we look like the silliest tourists. Like these people <laughs> have just fallen into the canal and I'm in a dress and all that stuff. <laughs> so clearly it's just so embarrassing. So anyways, I get out and I had been filming on my phone, and of course my phone had fallen. You know, I didn't, right. I didn't like throw it or save it in right. the panic. And so I get out, and my husband's still in it. And I, he said, "Where's your phone at?" And I said, "Well, it's it's still in there, but just leave it." You know, because mm-hmm. it's so the water is so murky, and I forgot to mention it. It is salt water, so it's very oh, yeah, because it's coming in from the ocean. It's yeah. coming in from the ocean. So he believe it or not, dunks his head under, completely submerges himself <laughs> in this, you know, murky brown, disgusting water that probably, we haven't gotten any diseases that we know of, so I think we're okay. We didn't get some weird thing. <laughs> rashes. Weird rashes or something. And he's like, I can't see anything. Of course, he can't see anything underwater. And his eyes are now, you know, with the salt and everything. And so he said, I'm just going to make a pattern along the side of the canal with my feet and go in rows so that I know I don't miss it. You know, Uh so I'm going to create like a, like a little He's going to do a little grid. Like, yeah, a little grid search. He walked around and um, he did eventually find it, which is amazing. But in that whole process, he had cut up, he had to take his shoes off because he needed to feel with his bare feet along the bottom of this nasty canal water Mm -hmm. or, you know, this canal. So when he came out, he had to like cut his feet up Mm -hmm. on who knows what trash, what glass, what, what thing is under there. And he's feeling with his feet, like he's Mm -hmm. using his feet to like feel along. So he does eventually feel it with his toes and he brings it out and I look at it and it's been filming the video that I'd started. (laughs) No way! 
That's so, a burly phone. It was three minutes, and I know that because of how long the video was. <laughs> so it had been under the water for three minutes until we found it. Wow. And it did damage the phone. <laughs> I was going to say, how did it fare? So, yeah, at first we thought it did great, but weeks along, as time went by, I realized it really had ruined the phone. So I did have to, We it did eventually perish, but from that experience. But anyways, so he gets out. We're both drenched in um, salt water. We walk back to our Airbnb. It's about a 20-minute walk back, and it is still very cold. Even though it's June, it was just a cold morning, and it was still raining. And people keep doing the triple, triple glances because my legs one of my feet and then my leg is bleeding Mm -hmm. and so because it's wet and we're getting rain on it's just spreading all over so there's blood all over the dress (laughs) when you can see yeah the blood's through the dress and um and then Luke's feet are are cut up too he's able to put shoes on but I'm clearly in this white or this yellow dress anyways so we get back to the Airbnb very humbled at this point and (laughs) just embarrassed really (laughs) and no photos obviously were taken And Luke reaches his hand in his pocket and realizes that when he went into the canal to help me, the key came out. No! The key for the Airbnb. So the key for the Airbnb fell out of his pocket when he came to help me when I'd fallen in the canal. So we didn't have the key. No! And because it's Venice and, you know, like the windows are barred at our Airbnb, it's not something we can just break into somehow. So... We try to strategize, but there's truly no way to get in. And it's really early in the morning because we'd woken up at sunrise. So I reach out to the host. Fortunately, I think uh-huh. I actually had to use Luke's phone because I think my phone was... So his phone survived. Like he his had left phone, it out. He left his... Yes. So Luke left his phone out when he got in the canal. Mm-hmm. And so if I remember correctly, yeah, we turned off my phone completely to give it a break. And I messaged her on his And told her, you know, we don't have the key. Can you come down and bring us, like, a spare or open the door for us? And she didn't respond for a long time. (laughs) So we used each other for warmth because we were so cold and our clothes was drenched. So we, like huddled up next to each other, and we're standing in the doorstep. Because it's still early morning. It's still early, early morning. And, yeah, before people are really walking around. And before anything is open. It's right mm-hmm. before things are open. So we can't go into a place and right. get warm or anything. Oh, so Christine. we're just like using each other's warm. <laughs> we're just standing there freezing and bleeding and covered in salt. And <laughs> oh, my God. Smelling terrible. Um, smelling like canal water. And eventually a shop opens up, a cafe. And gosh, it is just, it's to the point where I don't even want to go in. Because I'm just drenched. <laughs> and I like, stink. We look. And I, yeah, and I, I just remember feeling so embarrassed and no one wants a wet customer to walk in and sit on, you know, their pleather booth or whatever. So we sit down and I try to sit as far away in a corner. So when people come in throughout the morning that they won't sit next to us (laughs) because we really do smell and it's awful. So anyways, you probably, did you look like you jumped in a canal? Yes. I mean, I bet you looked so We looked like tough. we had jumped in a canal. <laughs> we really did. Aww. We looked awful. And um, I felt so embarrassed because, you. yeah, it's like clearly this girl like meant for today to go different because <laughs> she did have a whole, you know, makeover who, you know, had done her makeup and her hair and stuff. Aww. Anyways, so we're in the corner and... I don't have any band-aids or anything, so I just like try to I just clean up the blood when it gets on the floor each time with a little with the napkins. 
<laughs> we order a couple like pastries or something so they let us so we don't yeah so we can stay there and we keep checking our phone keep checking and eventually she does respond but it was a total of three hours from the time that we had told her we needed no. her to come until she it was responded. Italian time. <laughs> I know. And I know that's how it was. Oh, and no. I felt so bad for her to have to come down. So about three hours later, she responded. And at this point, we'd been sitting in the cafe just because it's the only warm place. And what else are we going to do? So we'd stayed in the cafe. And eventually, she messages, messages us back. And it takes her a while to get into the city. And anyways. she doesn't live there. Then, no, she doesn't nearby. live there. No, I feel like not very many locals live in Venice. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of them uh, will commute. Ah, so, okay. she, so she had to take like there. the train so she had to, to get in. Yeah, so it's a whole thing. And I, I felt like she must be so annoyed. But when she saw us, <laughs> I was like, she, you have to be like the picture of like, yeah, I just thought she has probably never had this happen before <laughs> and never had a guest <laughs> like this before. So anyways, she is able to let us in. And this was actually the day of our flight out of Italy too. Oh no. So we were running a little behind because we meant to just take pictures and get back and leave. Uh-huh. And so when she lets us in, I think, ah, there's no way I'm going to sit on a plane and still smell like this. Mm-hmm. So we we do the fastest shower ever and are soaking wet, but now from a shower. So at least we don't smell. And we rush out of the Airbnb and, yeah, get to our rental car and and we rush to the airport after this. So that, And did you make your flight? We did make our oh flight. Oh, my gosh. But it was a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> I remember thinking that for those three hours that we were waiting to hear from her. If we miss our flight, we miss our flight. Like, there's no way for us to get into yeah, the Airbnb. There's nothing so you can do about it. We did make our flight and all as well. Oh. And we didn't smell like canal water because <laughs> we were able to use the shower right before. So it was all okay. But I remembered Marilyn, our sister, calling while we were driving to the airport just to check in on us. And they were not in Venice yet. So Kurt and Marilyn, on their family trip, they were in a different location at this time. So she called to ask about Venice and I just immediately just, oh, just be like, Marilyn. I know. I felt, I was, I think it was the trauma. It's, it's from holding it in, you know, cause you're in public the whole time and just trying to be okay. And then you're anxious cause you're rushing to places and now we got to grab our bags and now we got to leave and now I got to change. And, and so finally sitting in the car on the way to airport and then her calling and asking about Venice, it just was a floodgates <laughs> opened. And I said, Marilyn, I fell in the canal. And I told her, I told her all about it. And I said, I'm sure I'll laugh about this later. But right now it is so traumatizing. (laughs) It is. And it can still hurt. It's still hard. When you, when you have experiences like that, where you think, like, especially for me, it's with the water, like falling into water. It's so, you have that moment where you think. I might actually, like, your adrenaline just spikes like crazy. Like, I'm Like, what if I die, like, survival mode? Yeah. And so I had, I just, yeah, I think I was still feeling so shaky after all that, too. Mm-hmm. So that was our experience, though. And I I never thought I would be in the canal <laughs> when, you, when you see those pictures. and <laughs> You're like, I know those canals like, so well. I don't want to be in it, but I'll be in a gondola. But now I know, yeah, what it's like to be in it and be terrified and not being and not able to get out and it does get deeper I've read at different times of year so there is the potential that it could have been I think a lot more dangerous I I think they said yeah like I don't know 15 feet was the max but there it can get deep like Mm -hmm. it can get pretty deep in some spots and different times of year he would have 
he would have brought my body up. So it'd oh, be good okay. for him. Well, thank you so much, Christine, for yeah. sharing your adventures with us today. <laughs> I feel like that makes Italy or Venice sound a little scary, but I loved it otherwise. It was a beautiful city. <laughs> well, I hope that, that having sharing this experience was a little therapeutic for you yeah. as well. I feel like sometimes getting things, the hard things out helps you like yeah. work through them. I've had my share. So, well, thank you so much. Thank you. And You're for welcome. you guys listening to hear more fun and crazy and heart-stirring <laughs> and heart-wrenching stories like Christine's, feel free to subscribe and give us the four-star, five-star, one of those star ratings and, and tell your friends. Um, these stories really are, we're trying to capture women's adventures and their misadventures to just be immortalized for women who just need to, to have that little kick. And for you as well, Christine, so that your family knows these stories, you know, and anyway, yeah. all the things. And if you're local in the Utah area, come check us out and have some adventures with the Mountain Mamas. We have a website, mtmamas.org, mountainmamas.org. We're on Instagram at mtnmamas Utah. Yeah, come join us or just follow us or all the things. And that's it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains.